The opinions expressed on the following program are those of the program sponsor, Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and its hosts and callers, and may not reflect those of KSLR or Salem Communications. The content of this program may not be suitable for young listeners and is intended for a mature audience. Parents are strongly encouraged to use discretion with children who may be listening. Share comments with Shadow of His Wings Ministry at 210-887-9007 or online at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds. You're listening to Lee and Shay Preston. I'm Lee, and I'm with uh, my beautiful wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. Good evening. Shay's been working on uh, schoolwork all day, and so she's probably a little bit brain dead, but we'll keep trying to make her move along in the right direction here. <laughs> yes. We are glad to be here tonight. Uh, we have a, uh, it's got that little bit of echo going on, but we will see what, what happens there. Um, we, uh, are certainly going to need to jump in here and talk about the issue of the day, which is gay marriage. Uh, we decided we'd tackle that tonight and we're going to jump in and start talking about just the ins and outs, and you know we had to do this, right? Because we were going to need to just begin talking about, you know, the results. We know that um, we know that that's a part of uh, what's happened, but we also want to begin looking at it as a Christian community, as a community as a whole. And our radio show does try to offer real life answers to uh, to life's tough questions and. So one of the tough questions we have today is to try to look at just what do we do now? Now that this has passed, now that we're into this place, what do we go? Where do we go from here? And so before we jump in, I'm going to pray and uh, we ask the Lord to help direct our thoughts and our our words tonight. Well, thank you, Lord, just for where you want to go and how you want to get there. Father, we know that you are ultimately in control and we know that you aren't wringing your hands, that you know exactly what's going on and you know exactly where life is going. You know that where each of our steps are as well. And so we don't, we don't want to stress over this. We don't do, we do not want to wring our own hands and worry. But we do want to begin praying and looking ahead, uh, as things have changed and, and just where to go from here. We ask you, Jesus, to give us your heart and to give us your hands, and to give us your thoughts. Because we do want our thoughts to be your thoughts, and our ways to be your ways. And I pray for those listening. I just pray that you would bring people to to listen tonight who need to hear. Where do they go from here? Because in spite of whatever's happened as a community, as a country, um, we still believe that God can free those who struggle in sin. And so we pray for those who might be thinking tonight, hmm, 
you know, what do I do from here? I, I, it's, it's, I'm free to marry. I'm free to be gay. It's all okay uh, legally. But what if it's not really what's in my heart? What if it's not what God really intended for me? And so I just pray for anyone who might be listening who just needs to hear it's okay to still struggle with perhaps I, I'm not as happy as I should be hearing this this news. If If you struggle in this area... I just pray, Jesus, that you'd help those strugglers realize that they're still, this may not be the open door they've been hoping for. That you have a better door. That you have a door that you have for them, that you'd like for them to walk through, that will show them true freedom. And I pray for, for folks listening tonight who may just have a passion in this area. Who has a, a struggle of trying to figure this out and understand what, what this is. And so I just pray, Jesus, ahead of time for how you're going to answer those questions. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we are going to jump right in. Um, it is an interesting topic. Uh, if you've, you've had to either be uh, stuck in a, a room by yourself without any Internet or television at, at all, uh, or you've had to be locked up out in, the, out in the ocean somewhere to not know what happened this week, and that is that um, gay marriage was, uh, was approved by the... Uh, Chief Justices, and so we are kind of we are going to jump in tonight and just kind of talk about what do we do now as Christians now that this has happened. What are your thoughts, Shay? Well, I was just thinking that you know it's really I have been very busy with schoolwork, <laughs> and so it's actually been kind of a blessing in a way because it has just. You know, everything on Facebook and all the news, and it's just, um, it's just a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. And so when I first, um, when I first heard the news, I, I can say that, you know, I was a little down, um, a little discouraged and have had to do some processing. Um, so that's, that's my thoughts for right now. Well, and I think it's okay to say it's it's been a bit discouraging, and I want I want listeners to understand because in, in case this is your first time listening, uh, Shay and I both came out of homosexuality. We both came out of the of the life, and we've been there. Uh, we understand it, and so it is not that we're wanting to take someone's happiness away from them. Uh, I saw that a lot in in media this week. Uh, is why can't we just let everybody be happy? This is what they want, is to be happy. And we're not at all trying to say that, you know, people shouldn't be happy. Although, as hopefully we're all seeing, in any case, any case that we're looking at sin, sometimes sin makes us happy for a season. Sometimes people want to be happy in their sin, but it's not always the best for them. And so we are not here to try and say that, you know, we're... we're here to take away their rights. We're actually worried about now what will happen with the rights of Christians and folks like us who want to, who want to continue to, to speak freedom from homosexuality. That's, well, I think, more of our concern. And also folks that, that are not happy with their, their attraction, their same-sex attraction. Because, folks, there are people that are unhappy with their same-sex attraction that do seek help. And, and you know, some are even in marriages. 
They want to save their marriage. They have families. They have kids. And they're wanting to save their marriage. And they're in heterosexual marriages, by the way. Yes, heterosexual marriages. And they have same-sex attraction. And, you know, it just gets very complicated. And, and it's just, you know, it's interesting how you, you know, there's a concern that, okay, somebody's trying to take the happiness of somebody else away, or that's kind of the accusation. You don't want me to be happy you know, but where you take, where you give someone a, someone happiness, you ultimately may take someone else's happiness or liberties, religious liberties. Absolutely. Their right to find their own happiness. Because, exactly. you know, what we don't understand is, is that now this decision has been made, it fully opens the door, <clears throat> excuse me, to begin to take away the rights of counselors who might want to continue to provide healing and counseling for folks who don't want to have same-sex attraction, who actually want to get healing. You know, now that we've determined that they're, that, that the gay community is capable of marrying, then that's a step further to saying, well, now you also don't, if since, since we're all born this way, since this is the way we are, and even the S- Supreme Court has determined that we can marry, then why would you need to get counseling for something that you don't need counseling for, that you that you can actually agree as a lifestyle now and be married and enjoy having children and all those things. So it just begins to unravel a bit of a cord that at least used to be in place that could say, you know what, if you don't want to have same-sex attraction, if you don't if you have struggles and you want to be free, then you still have the opportunity to seek help. This moves a little bit to the to more a, a step further down the road that says, why even try to get free? You have every right as everybody else now to do exactly what you want. Exactly. And so there's just a bit of a it's a it's a bit of a move. We just have to acknowledge it's a bit of a move down the board here, the game board of life that says things now have changed. You may not have known this, but there was a there's a a reparative or a counseling uh, agency, a, a ministry, a, a counseling um, group in our country called NARTH, uh, and it's a National Association of Reformation of Homosexuality, something to that effect. I don't have the exact uh, acronym. Treatment for homosexuality. Treatment of homosexuality. And uh, they have a, pro- a program that they, where they try to help folks get healing. And actually this week... They just were in the middle of a lawsuit where a couple of folks who uh, have same-sex attraction, who consider themselves gay-identified, have stepped up and sued them, saying that their tactics are fraudulent. And so they just lost that case as well. So you now have a counseling agency who's being sued for trying to help folks get freedom when a couple of the guys who went through that program didn't end up getting free but ended up in the gay lifestyle. And so they have actually just been, it's just been determined that they uh, lost 17 out of 20 counts against them, uh, determining that they committed fraudulent practice. And so these are a little bit of a blow to folks looking for freedom from homosexuality. I believe both of these things are. You're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. Our ministry is not just about homosexuality. It's also about healing from any number of things. Um, we 
came around about eight years ago, and we felt like God laid it on our heart to offer the healing that he brought to us, to others, not only through homosexuality, but through just any number of areas in our own lives. And so out of our brokenness, the ministry was born. We offer healing and counseling and prayer to folks of of all kinds of struggles. We do believe that Jesus came to set the captive free. So if you are interested in getting more information about our ministry, you're welcome to go to the website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We also are a call-in show. You're welcome to call in tonight. We'd actually love to hear from you. I know this is kind of a hot topic, but we'd be glad to, to talk and to even if you disagree or agree. Our number here tonight is 210-340-9585, and we'd love to hear from you. We, it, it's been a little shocking, as far as I'm concerned, uh, noticing some of the folks that are in you know, Facebook and media outlets who claim to be Christians and are talking about this in a completely new way that I that I expected Christians to to respond. Sure. You know, there's some folks who absolutely believe that a person is born gay and call themselves a Christian, and and we're not here to down that. We're here actually to communicate about it and just kind of talk openly about it. Right. And so that's kind of what we'd like to do, and. Um, and it's just important for us as a community ourselves, as Christians, to begin talking. So we're not here to bash. We're not here to put down. We're absolutely not here to take away anybody's happiness. Right. But we would like to talk about what if somebody still wants to find freedom from homosexuality, still considers it a sin. You know, you do have to begin looking at some point at the Bible. I mean, what do you do? with the discussions about, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, homosexuality being a sin. I know some people have said, well, it's not really, it wasn't really talked about in the New Testament. Those kinds of arguments, the Bible's outdated. But what about those of us who do still believe that when when the Bible was formed, that it was formed without error? And and I think that's what we want to talk about is, is you know, they've got kind of two sides of even, two camps in even the Christian community now. There's the side that believes that a gay person was born that way and that God ordained it and that's perfectly okay. There's the other side of the house that says, wait a minute, we believe sin is still sin. We believe that if God spoke about it in the Bible, even in the Old Testament, Sodom and Gomorrah was specifically about sexual brokenness and sexual sin and homosexuality, then why not still look at it as a sin? And so why would we absolutely accept it if God said, hey, not in a critical way of I'm going to get you because you're sinning, but in more of a freedom way of I'd like to show you my better. I'd like to show the better thing I have for you. All sin is God's less than, in my opinion. Sin is God's less than. Whether you gossip, whether you cheat, whether you lie, even if it's a white lie, it's always God's less than. And what if he does have something greater for us? And so that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. Uh, our number is 210-340-9585. We'd love to hear from you. So I just was wanting to find out, and I, and I really, I just am going to throw this out there for anybody that may want to call in and share. Okay. You know, we were having a discussion earlier about, you know, you know, the whole saying that, 
that was going around, I don't know, a couple of years ago, what would Jesus do? You know, I just really would like to hear from folks and, and you know, say, hey, you know, what what do you really believe that Jesus would do in a situation like this? And that's And that's a harder question, right, than what it may appear on the surface, because that's what would Jesus do if he ran into a a person on the street that was gay? It's what would Jesus do if a couple who was gay asked him to marry them? Uh, What would he do if a gay couple asked them to come have dinner with him? Uh, So it's, it's we're asking all those questions. We'd like, you know, just to hear from you about any of those questions and what you think Jesus would do in those situations because we believe he might respond differently in all of those situations. Right. Well, you know, we were talking about it earlier and, you know, I, I mean, the most important thing is love. And I know that everybody says, well, you just, you know, you love the sinner and you hate the sin and, and you just keep loving. And, and I agree. I'm all about that because when I picture, you know, what do I think Jesus would do in a situation where um, he's asked if he would perform a marriage, a same-sex marriage, you know, and I think, you know, he, I see him angered at hypocrisy and angered at, you know, the the religious people that are, you know, just almost making a mockery of God, you know, um, however... You know, I don't see him partaking, and to me, performing a marriage, a same-sex marriage, would be partaking or saying, you know, I agree with this. I condone it. I, I, you know. Agree. Agree with this. And that's kind of what we were talking about. It's absolutely, if he ran into someone on the street, just as Zacchaeus, he probably would say, Hey, I would like for the two of you to come to my house for dinner, or I'm coming to your house sure, for dinner. Sure. I absolutely don't think he would keep himself away from, from folks who struggle in any kind of sin. Sure. I think he absolutely wants them to see his hope and his love and his, his warmth towards them. Sure. And so we are not here to say that he would not do that. And that's what I believe as Christians we're all called to do. Is to love and to and still in, encourage and and offer uh, our homes to have them over and to get to know them. I think there's that's a beautiful thing, but I, that's where I think the 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 train leaves the tracks a little bit when you start talking about would Jesus agree with breaking the covenant of marriage by allowing sin to enter into it? Exactly. We're all sinners, of course, and so I agree with that. I'm saying that, yes, I know we're all sinners, but but absolutely saying we are going to take the covenant of marriage and twist it to agree with the sin of homosexuality, I think it takes it a little bit further than I think Jesus would even handle. And I'm not Jesus, and we're not trying to be. We're just asking for some open dialogue. So you're listening to Shadow of His Wings, Healing Hidden Wounds. We'd love to hear from you. Our number is 210 Three four zero nine five eight five. We're talking about homosexuality and and gay marriage. Some of the changes, some of the things that have happened this week. While we're talking about that, uh, we do have, uh, interestingly enough, we have a Journey to Freedom retreat, which is our retreat that we do for folks who have uh, homosexuality and same sex attract attraction. It's coming up July tenth, um, July tenth through the twelfth. And so we would uh, 
love for you to check out the website at uh, www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. And uh, you can find out more about it. Again, that's our Journey to Freedom Retreat, July 10th through the 12th. And uh, it's a great retreat. It's a retreat of just hope and love and just walking through pain. Uh, it is really our hope that people don't change as much as they find Christ's love, and then that changes them. I think we have a caller on the air. Hi, Mary. You're on the air with Healing Hidden Wounds. I'm Lee. How can I help you? Hi, good evening. Um, yeah, I just wanted to maybe make a couple of comments on the homosexuality issue. I've I've had friends, I've known people who um, are homosexual, and I am a Christian. And one of the one of the things that's always been, uh, you know, are people born that way? Or are they not born that way? While I don't believe that everybody living a homosexual lifestyle is living that way because of a, a physical or a biochemical reason that they say, some of them, you know, some of it is purely a choice, some of it is, is from, you know, uh, personal issues, whatever. You know, they've done studies. I know that all, all embryo, you know, homosexuality has been around forever, and all embryos are female at first. And then when they become male, the ones that are, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an extremely um, complicated aspect of hormones washing not only through the body but the brain as well. And I believe it is possible that because nothing is perfect in the womb, it is possible that some people may get too many or too little. The ones that are born, you know, from the time they're three or four years old that have had no instructions seem to identify very strongly with one or the other. I think that's a possibility. I'm not saying it is. It's a possibility. But at the same time, you know, there are women who are nuns that don't have a sexual life. There are priests, you know, who don't have a sexual life. And whatever your predilections are, if it goes against the Bible and if it is... If you're told not to do it, no matter how you were born, I think it's something that you just have to amend. It, I mean, it doesn't mean you can't love people. It doesn't mean they can't love you. It just means that that, that is still a choice to engage in the sexual relationship. And, you know, I'm not saying people can't help it being gay. I believe some people really are born that way. But how you live your life, again, nuns, priests, you know, people living on... You know, out out in the wild doing everything. You know, you can make a choice to have a sexual life or not. Absolutely. Those are great comments. What do you think about the whole gay marriage issue at this point? Well, I honestly believe that I think that the reason people are pushing for gay marriage, see, to me, I have no problem with people calling it a civil union and trying to get benefits as a civil union. But I think the reason they're going for the marriage aspect is if they can get this one thing changed, then they get to leverage into all the health care, all the, the benefits, everything else. If they get the civil union part, then they have to fight against a million issues of trying to get benefits for civil unions. Sure. So do you think at any point this would lead into us as Christians losing our rights? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody's losing their rights right and left these days. Right. So it it sometimes does, and I understand the the whole health issue and all of that, but the 
the bottom line is is that it's more about health issues. There's actually um, just a it's a larger agenda going on. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that if somebody wants to live that lifestyle, they're going to come up against things. They will have to deal with those things, and they will have to answer to God. But I don't think it's right for people who don't want to go that way to be forced into um, promoting it. Let's just put promoting it. It's one thing to look the other way. It's one thing to not judge. It's one thing to not um, hurt people that are living a gay lifestyle, but it's another thing to be forced to partake in it as much as any person living a gay lifestyle, you know, is, is, you know, forced to do other things. I just don't think, I think it should be separate and I think that's what the big issue is, is forcing people who are not on board with that kind of lifestyle to have to promote it. Sure. And I think that's one of our biggest concerns, Mary, is that is that as we help folks who do want to be free and who've said, you know, I don't believe this is me. You know, we I get the I've, I've heard a lot about the hormone wash and I know there's been some studies. Some of them some of them have uh, have given some evidence, some haven't. But. But we've found that folks can heal if they deal with some of the pain from their past because some of this has been caused by either a mother wound or a father wound or something that happened very early on. And so I think our biggest concern is is that we see this changing the freedoms of those people who don't want to live in, in the gay lifestyle, who choose to try to get help for it. I agree. Totally. Totally. It's, it's, it's a problem with you know, this culture right now to where it's, you know, there's no structure anymore because because emotions and feelings are transient. I'm Absolutely. sorry, no matter how much they hurt, no matter how much they heal, no matter what, emotions are transient. And you can't base a society on on something that is not a structure, is not concrete. Absolutely. Well, I'm worried that we, uh, and I'm not worried, I'm just, I guess I'll say I'm concerned that we have uh, allowed a bit of a door to happen here that we're going to roll downhill a little bit. But I sure appreciate your call, Mary. We're coming up on a break, and I so thank you for calling in. It was good to talk with you. Thank you very much. I agree with you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, we are... We are talking tonight about the gay marriage agenda and the ideas that have maybe coming out of it, and we sure appreciate you listening in. After we come back from the break, we will keep talking. Our number is 210-340-9585. We'd love to hear your comments. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Love is done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my Well, welcome back. You're joining Healing Hidden Wounds Radio with Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We're talking tonight, Shay and I are, about uh, the gay marriage issue and uh, the recent approval by the uh, Supreme Court. And we are just interested in, uh, and just kind of having an open discussion tonight about where, where people are with this particular, um, decision and what it, what are the ramifications and how do we deal with this and where do we go from here? We actually have a caller on the line. Her name is Tracy. Hi, Tracy. This is Lee. You're on the air. 
Hi, Lee. How are y'all? We're good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. I, I find it, um, in a way, uh, joyful, and I, I feel, in a way, uh, horrified. And I'll tell you the reason why. Okay. I feel joyful that the word is coming true, that we are living what God saw so many thousands of years and put down into words for us, that in the end, what will be right is wrong, and what is wrong will be right. Amen. And so, therefore, I I see it. I am living it. What uh, is horrifying to me, (laughs) just because of, of the flesh, is that I think about all the people just in the last, what, couple of years that said they didn't want to bake a cake for uh, a wedding union or a marriage in in the um, states that had already approved it. And uh, what happened to those businesses that said, I don't want to bake a cake for the uh, homosexual wedding because that just goes against my religion. They were put out of business. Absolutely. Run out of town. So let's ask for it to tomorrow, and they want to get married in the largest Catholic church, the largest Presbyterian church in town, the largest Baptist church in town, and the, the minister there goes, yeah, I, you know, I just don't think I'm going to do that. I just don't think this is what we want to do. What do you think is going to happen then to the church? And so it begins. Absolutely, Tracy. You know, and you couldn't have uh, you couldn't have said it better. You know, we we too see uh, the the end times coming true, and I'm not looking for them. I'm just saying you're absolutely right. You know, these things will begin, and we see that truths are no longer truths, and lies becoming truths in in this world. And and so I definitely see. I, I we definitely feel the joy of of wow. This means that we are moving towards that that day, but. That is our concern, Tracy, is what do we do? You know, what, what, what is going to happen when, you know, one of the, the, the more famous or well-known pastors of our, of our countries, of our states, of our, even San Antonio, who are asked, we want you to, to, um, officiate our wedding and it's a same-sex couple. What do you do when? Right. And we're going to watch them go to jail. Absolutely. And we're going to watch your radio station be put off the air that, that's not right because you're even speaking poorly of it but just because it could possibly spread uh, the terminology of, of hate whereas nothing of this sort has been said i love that's what christ has, has shown us in our hearts we're to show love compassion acceptance who are we like you say you know we're no better than the next sinner down the block the difference is i repent i try not to keep on doing the same sin sure I don't see it as a sin it's who i am this is what I am, and take it or leave it, I'm not changing. Yes, so, and, and the problem there is if we don't agree with their choice, oh, yes, sir. then we become the bigot. But if they don't agree with our choice, then oh, they we're... can they can lobby, they can pick it, they can take away our rights to, to choose not to bake a cake or sing at a wedding or even mm-hmm. officiate a wedding. Absolutely. That, that's going to be the fearful ones. It's going to be starting to watch us. As, as, as innocent people, and for us just to say no, it's going to be like we're, you know, I don't know, just the, the horrible people of the world, and it's kind of like, 
I say live and let live. I'll let God judge you. Good luck to you, and may the Lord be with you. But in saying that, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to judge you. Up to him. Sure. But they say they judge us. Absolutely. And, and you know, what's interesting is we've found having both come out of homosexuality, that we can't even really say that because we must be lying or we must not be really telling the full story. And so the problem even there is is we have folks all the time who want to find freedom, but slowly but surely this some of these new decisions that are coming out are beginning to take away the rights of those who do want to find freedom. Well, you know what, brother? The one thing they can't take away is our faith. Absolutely. And they can't take away our prayers. And we can't, they can't take away our thoughts. And just, you know, with Paul and all the others that were in prison and them singing in prison and praying and just converting and the Lord being with them and guiding them and giving them strength, that will be you and I one day. Absolutely. We'll be side by side with our head being lobbed off and going to prison and we'll be singing all the way because we're only one breath away from our Father. And so be it. Amen. So be it. And guess what? You're absolutely right. And, and the other thing that Shay and I always say they can't take away is our story. You know, uh-huh. you, no one can take away what God has done for us. No one can take that. And so you can you can keep me from counseling, but you can't keep me from telling my story. There's nothing illegal about that. <laughs> Isn't that? Well, you know what? And uh, Today there's not. <laughs> right, right. It may become a hate crime at some point. Yeah, but thank, God bless you all for your work and ministry. Thank, thank you, you so much for calling in, Tracy. We appreciate it. And thank you all. I'll keep listening. God bless you. you. Thank you. Hi, we have Nancy on the line. Hi, guys. Hi, Nancy. How are you? I'm good. Good. You have a comment or a question? I have a comment. Great. Um, I actually uh, appreciate the last two callers, and I agree with both of them, Um, except for the first caller that said that a person is born gay. Um, I don't believe a person is born gay. I believe that God creates all people. And they're not born gay. They're they're born correctly. Um, and I think it's just when they become gay, it's just a matter of what happened to them in their childhood. Everything stems from childhood. So whatever injuries were caused in their childhood has caused them to turn the way they did based on their feelings. They act out on their feelings, and that's what causes them to become gay. Amen. You're so right, Nancy. And uh, based on what just happened as far as now gay marriage is legal in every state, I... I'm saddened by it because I do realize that things are going to now change dramatically overnight for all Christians. Um, I agree with the last caller. Our heads may be going off. You know, we're going to lose businesses. People are going to be unemployed. But um, there is power in prayer, and I do God believe that God will sustain his children during this time, just as he did in, the, um, in Egypt when they were in bondage. And he sustained all the believers in the Old Testament and in the New Testament based on their faith. Amen. Well, let me, is it okay if I ask you a question? Sure. What do you think we should do, though, when people say we hate them because we don't agree with them? Well, first of all, that's just their viewpoint. They think that we hate them because we don't agree. And then they feel fail to realize that, oh, there's things in their lives that they do that other people might not like either. Absolutely. Um, I We don't hate them as believers in Christ. We are not to hate them. We are to love them. Um, we love them as people. We hate the sin and the act, but I believe that we are to tell them in love, just give them Scripture, because Scripture convicts the heart. Our words don't convict the heart. Only anything that comes out of Scripture or from the Holy Spirit will convict their heart. Amen. And I believe that if we tell them in love, 
No, we love you. God loves you as a person. He doesn't agree with what you're doing. That is the sin. That is what's wrong. It goes against what God created to start with. I just think we need to love them as people and pray for them because prayer is the only thing that changes the heart anyway. God can move through through prayer in our lives if we live a godly life in front of them. Amen. Amen. Those are great words. That. Amen. Those are great words. And, you know, it's so amazing to me is, you know, I always try to let people know uh, when they say, well, you, you're, you're hateful because you don't agree. You know, Shay and I have been there. And so we understand the struggles of what it feels like to not know what to do with those feelings or to feel like, you know, I don't know, I don't know why I feel this way and I can't stop it, but yet I, I don't know how to do it, but yet I don't know how to stop it, you know, and, and so we definitely can feel for them. And so there's absolutely no hatred there at all. It's just finding God's best. I mean, something he showed me in the very beginning of, of my recovery is, Lee, this is just not my best for you. I have a best. And I want to show that to you, and you'll find unspeakable joy. So I agree completely with you. I'm so glad that you called in. Uh, I appreciate that uh, that you just were willing to, to chat with us today. We sure appreciate it. Can I can I ask a question? Yo, you sure may. Okay. The question is, okay, these people that are now living in the gay lifestyle, um, what if one or both or whatever, they get married or whatever, become a Christian? And all they know is the gay lifestyle, and let's say, for example, a woman has changed her appearance, i.e., like Bruce Jenner has changed his appearance from a woman, from a man to a woman. Sure. How do they live then after they become a Christian like the person that they were born to be? You know, if, if they do alter their appearance. Sure. That's a great question. And I'll answer it by telling you about a friend of ours. He was uh, the president of our board. Uh, I'll, his, I'll just say his first name is Mondo, and he uh, he's since passed away and been and he's gone to be with the Lord. But he was our our board president for several years, and he actually lived as a woman for 36 years and had uh, the beginnings of the of the of the operations to uh, give him breasts. Uh, the rest of the surgery had not been done. But for 36 years, he lived as a woman until he came to Christ and he was radically changed and realized that that is not God's best. Well, for the for the next, I believe, 25 or 30 years, he lived as a man. Now, he still had the breasts because he did not have the finances to have them removed, but he lived in the brokennesses of his choices but in the freedom of the Lord. And I think that is like any sin. You know, you, you get involved in a sinful area, and so maybe you do things to your body, you take drugs, you do things that damage your body. But the freedom that we have in Christ once we come to him is so radical that he lived in so much joy for the next 25 years because every day was him living as who he was meant to be in spite of the things he had done to his body. So... I, I just keep hoping and praying, Nancy, that those people who even get off too far, you know, we have folks that we work with who accidentally somewhere along the way got transmitted, sexually transmitted diseases and things that in their brokenness that they didn't know would, would, would happen. But God really wants to make all things new and he loves to come in and transform. So I'm hoping that what would happen is they would, you know, ultimately see who God made them to be and begin to come back home, just like the prodigal. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. I, I, you have any other comments or questions? That's it. Thanks so much for calling in. We sure appreciate it, and God bless you. Thank you, you too.
Well, we are just having some great conversations tonight. You know, that's a, that is an amazing, amazing question is what do you do to come back home again? And, uh, and I just hope, man, I hope someone's listening that may have struggles in this area. There's never, there's never a closed door when you're ready to come home. You know, when God wants you, when he calls your name, when he draws your heart, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you've been living in a gay marriage for 25 years and have six children or whatever. You know, when you're ready to come home and God says, I have something better for you, and you accept that freedom, then the most amazing thing happens. You can change anything that you've set in motion. You know, and I love the way Shay says it sometimes. I know it's a scripture, but she always reminds people that, you know, God loves to restore what the locusts have eaten. So no matter what your sin has led you to that has caused sin, uh, brokenness in your life or caused consequences, Jesus loves to make all things new. Amen. And so I love that Nancy brought that up. Yes. Well, again, you're listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry, Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. Uh, we do want to say one more time that we have a Journey to Freedom retreat. It is for folks struggling with same-sex attraction. It's for those folks who don't want it, uh, who say, you know, that isn't me. I don't really want to be a part of that. Uh, and we've we believe that we've had folks find freedom. You know, I really want to encourage folks to understand we are not trying to say, you must not be gay. We're not trying to say you have to go find a member of the opposite sex and get married so that you can be straight. We're just saying, what if, by chance, there's some wounding in your life that perhaps God could heal that would take these feelings away? You know, every part of my my wounding I could see led to some feelings that led me to be attracted to the same sex. And so finding that freedom of, wait a minute, I don't have to, I don't have to keep feeling this was just a great eye opener for me. And so I just encourage you, uh, if you know someone, if you belong to a church, pass this word along. It's a journey to freedom retreat. It's July 10th through the 12th. I know it's coming up soon, but it's not all that much money to come. And it's, uh, we have scholarship money available if you have folks who can't. Uh, we just want you to be able to be there. It starts on a Friday evening around 7 o'clock. It ends Sunday at noon. It's locally here in the Hill Country, about an hour from San Antonio, an hour from Austin. It's a, a great time for just healing and to, to begin looking at your wounds. doesn't matter if you get free. doesn't matter if you find straightness. It just matters that you find healing, healing over your wounds, healing over your past, and so we would love to have you. That's the Journey to Freedom. You can find more information about it on www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. I'm also going to give you our number. It's 210-887-9007 if you have anyone who might be interested or just like to call and talk about it. We are a, 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 non, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and so, as I said earlier, we do try to keep scholarship money on hand for those people who can't afford to pay for the retreat. Uh, we only ask for, I believe, a $99 registration fee, and then we take a donation at the door. 
because we want people to be able to come. And so the only reason why we do the $99 is because we've had people say they were coming and they never showed up. And so a little bit of registration fee at least helps people secure a spot. But we'd love to have you come, and it's a great time. You can also go on that same website and hit the Donate button if you'd like to help out. Well, what do you think, Shay? Have we covered enough tonight, or what do well, you think? Well, I was just sitting here, and I was thinking, I, you know, we have all these questions, and my message that I want to, to put out tonight is not about the rights or the wrongs or the this. You know, I'm just wanting to encourage. I'm just wanting to encourage my brothers and sisters to be strong and to stand strong. You know, and I think now is a time more than ever that that we really need to start looking at where we worship. Absolutely. What we are what we are hearing from from the people from the pastor at the pulpit. What what, what we are seeing as a church. You know, what our faith and our belief is in. And, and we need to draw close to truth. I mean, it's, it's important. You know, I was sitting here and I was looking, I was looking earlier at, um, it's in Matthew 7. You know, some great, great things. If y'all, you know, just go out and just read the entire chapter, Matthew 7, you know, but I wanted to read that says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By your by their fruit you will recognize them. And I know, you know, it's talking about false prophets, but I know that right now the churches are being challenged. The church is being divided. People are being divided in their faith and in their belief in Christ. Absolutely. So so we need to stand strong. Earlier I was I was um I was off taking a taking a little break, and you know it flashed in my mind about uh, there was a time in the seventies, the nineteen seventies. There was a big Jesus movement, and I was thinking, you know, that's what we need right now. That's what we need. That's our shot in the arm. Our shot in the arm is is Jesus. Absolutely. That's what we're about. Absolutely. And so, you know, when all else fails, when our government fails, when, when, you know, everything that we've thought, we put, we don't put our faith in the United States of America. Absolutely. We don't put our faith in the president of the United or States. Or the Supreme Court justice. Exactly. That is not where our faith is. Our faith is in our God Almighty. Amen. And, and Jesus that came and shed his blood. And that's where we need a revival. We need a time and, and a getting together of people that have the same faith and, and to strengthen each other. We don't need to be an island right now. Absolutely. And, and those are great words because absolutely what that means, what you're saying here, is that what Satan means for evil, God means for good. Amen. And so just because this happened, we can get really bogged down in this and we can believe, and oh, wow, you know what? Down. It's over. We might as well just sit back and let's wait till the end Let's get on the sackcloth and ashes and let's That's yeah. right. But we actually have an opportunity to bond together stronger than we've ever been before. Amen. To wake up the church and let it arise to a place of realizing that, you know what? We are not about to sit down and just... And, and wait and die. We are here to live. We're going to live and have life abundantly. 
And we just, we just, I, I hear you saying that and it stirs a fire in me. I think it's important to help everyone understand this is not the end, you know? It is perhaps the beginning of the end, but it, we don't know yet. We don't know what Jesus has ahead of us, but we do know one thing. Uh, this is a, an opportunity for building a fire of revival, of saying, you know what? So what? A, a bakery here went under. We start another one over here. So right. what? You know what? You're absolutely right about the uh, the sheep and the wolves in sheep's clothing. You do have to be careful not to get comfortable with a church that doesn't preach absolute truth, that doesn't stand for things. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything. And so just be careful out there because, you know, there is a time, we've, and I'm just offering this as just, you know, something that we kind of see sometimes is we've lived in a time of fast food Christianity where we just kind of drive through church, we get the little bits of, of things that we want, and then we drive off. This may be an opportunity to light the fire that, that's been needed to really ignite a revival. Amen. So I appreciate you saying that. Well, and here, here I'm going to go again, okay? All right, go for also it. Also from Matthew 7. Um, you know, this was another just one that stuck out to me, and we've heard it before where it talks about enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. You know, I think we just have to be cautious Absolutely. in these times to just make sure that we're not bending and we're not just going along with the with the masses. Absolutely. Be firm in your faith. Absolutely. Be sure of what you believe. Absolutely. Why don't we pray to end this great this great show tonight? Father, we do pray for a revival and I pray for people who are listening. I thank you for for the folks that called in and I just pray Jesus for a fire. I pray for an igniting fire to bring us all together, not in hate, not in upset, not in worry, but in love. And just to be able to stand in a way where we will not be moved. Your truths don't move, Father. They never have. Your truths never move. It doesn't matter whether a Supreme Court justice wants to change it. It doesn't mean that it doesn't matter whether the president of the United States wants to change it. Your truths never change. And so we thank you for keeping us in that place of immovable rock. We thank you that you're the immovable rock and we want to stand firm with you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, folks, we're glad you joined us tonight. You've been listening to Healing Hidden Wounds. We look forward to talking next week with you. Join us again next week at 8 o'clock as we bring up another of life's issues and try to offer a, a real answer thank you for listening to healing hidden wounds sponsored by shadow of his wings ministry we hope through the words spoken here you found christ's hope healing and restoration shadow of his wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry and this radio show is listener supported Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do. Love is